in a constantly changing world. Today is as simple as it gets. You're listening to The Leadership Enigma, a podcast to explore, experiment, and power up your leadership to make the difference to your business, your people, and your success. Whether you're an entrepreneur, business owner, or corporate executive, each week we dig deep into global experts, academics, rising stars, ambitious upstarts, and disruptors. Now, here's your host, Adam Pacifico. So this week is about two friends, two podcasts, and over 50 incredible guests. The Leadership Enigma meets small things make a big difference. I chat to Spencer Holt and we review 2020, the wonderful lessons that we've learned through the conversations that we've had and our aspirations for 2021. Enjoy. Spencer, you kick it off, my friend. Welcome to, I'm not even sure how to introduce this because like, is it, Welcome to Small Things Make a Big Difference, or is it welcome to the Leadership Enigma? Regardless, I just want to say welcome. Oh, that's the way. <laughs> right, Adam? We're, we're, we're experimenting as we speak. We thought, you know, as we're friends and, you know, kind of thought partners together, we challenge each other. We said, why don't we do a conversation around what have we learned in interviewing over 50 different leaders around the world and let's share some thoughts. So, Adam, let's maybe just start like you get us going, my friend. What, what have you learned? What are you thinking? What are you doing? Wow. What am I thinking? What am I doing? What a great question right there. So this is going to be fun. Uh, well, you know, people won't know that you and I have just done a gig to a number of executives where we talked about loads of things. But one of the things that came out and one of the things I think I'm going to take into uh, 2021 is something I know you're passionate about. Now, on one of my episodes, I spoke to Kevin O'Leary, who you know very well. He's the former head of covert policing with the Metropolitan Police, and he talks about commander's intent and how a leader and an organization has a strong purpose, which acts as a North Star. And I think that's so important. We just had this conversation about how that strength of purpose can act to help us navigate through chaos. But I know you have a very, very strong view on this. I, you know, that's, uh, in fact, one of my first episodes on small things make a big difference was um, with Michael Chavez, the CEO of Duke Corporate Education, but it was centered around purpose. And why as leaders, is it so important that we can articulate our own personal purpose and how that acts as a North Star for, for all of us, especially when we're in like times of uncertainty or times of change, yeah. people want, you know, it purpose really kind of unites and leaders with purpose have a sense of energy about them that it attracts other people. And then, you know, finally, what I loved about, I think this concept of purpose is that when you're really intentional about your purpose as an individual, it actually helps you create it for others, not you create it for others, but it helps you help other people create their own purpose. Like it's like, you know, that domino effect. And so, You know, my hope is that if you're listening to this this year, if you're not clear in your purpose, may that be something that you think about being clear in 2021. If it's not there today, let's work on it. And then if it is, let's execute it um, as we move forward. And um, we had that great executive, didn't we? He was talking about how he doesn't just focus on what he'll be doing, but actually focuses on what he'll be being, being and doing. I thought that was incredible, the work that he'd done. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is that like, that whole mind, body, spirit, it's that whole self. And how do we actually, it's almost like, you know, the, the mirror is an incredible um, 
feedback thing to where you can pause in the moment. Like you talk about this even in your book, like make sense of the world. Sometimes I think it's about making sense of your own self. And Mm -hmm. are my actions and my being aligning with what I'm putting on paper? And it's so important for us to do that. Well, there's a whole congruence piece there, isn't it? You know, am I saying in the same way that I'm acting? Am I prioritizing? Am I measuring? Am I reward? Am I congruent? And sometimes we talk to people about their leader's shadow. You know, what is the shadow they radiate in the the organization? Are they consistent with themselves? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, you know, I'd love to hear from you. Like, is there um, anyone on your podcast, you know, as you think about all the many ones? Sure. Who is there one that kind of sticks out that kind of represents that uh, that shadow that you're talking about? Well, I, you know, when it comes to strength of purpose, I think what I start to think about is when I was chatting to Richard Wright, an incredible guy uh, in South Africa. He talks about control the controllables and he has this enormous sense of purpose because he has beaten terminal brain cancer three times. And he has incredible stories about how he managed that. Uh, with his own mindset and how his family was involved. And he was doing uh, Ironman competitions, Spencer, whilst he was trying to get over terminal brain cancer. I mean, how? How do you do that? And so now his passion and his purpose is about purpose. It puts things into perspective, right? I also feel incredibly lazy um, after hearing that, right? Like, (laughs) I work out, but uh, wow, what what a great story of somebody who's found their purpose but then again right like his purpose is now how do i help others find purpose i think that's so incredible well i think an iron man competition is on your 2021 list that's for sure (laughs) without shadow of a doubt but um we've also talked haven't we before about human-centered leadership and about that focus on capabilities as opposed to skills so out of the amazing people that you've also interviewed anyone stand out for you who really kind of talked about that capability focus, not the technical skill focus that they had? Yeah, well, that's a great question. Uh, you know, one of my recent ones was um, Sudanchu, uh, who you oh, know. Uh, yeah, we, we love Suds. We, we call him Suds. And yeah. the title of that podcast was around empathy, right? And, and you do you have it? And, you know, <clears throat> Sudanchu yeah. is such a proponent of, to your point, the rehumanization of leadership. Today, the world needs leaders that have more empathy and the ability to um, recognize it's not about you. It's about understanding how people in your circles, whether they're at work or family or community or wherever, when they are there, there's a story behind that. And how do you understand that? Um, I think there's something about how do you become more curious? Yeah. How do you put yourselves in different environments so that you see the world differently. And I think that's such a big capability we need to build, but that doesn't happen by accident. Like you literally sometimes have to say, I'm going to go do something different. So I view the world different. I like to call it a little bit like sometimes we need to shock ourselves into empathy. Like it takes intentionality that I'm hoping we can all be a little bit more purposeful in the new year. Yeah, no, I love that. I really do, Spencer. And it kind of reminds me of the episode I did with Tracy Groves, who's amazing. I'm a huge fan. And she she talked about empathy and she talked about how essential empathy is, but how exhausting empathy can be. But also there's the caveat to it that if you over-empathize, you can actually start to stray into ethical fading. That your empathy is so strong for something or someone that actually your decision-making now 
is a little bit foggy. And I thought that was fascinating because it's a little bit like when people do, you know, some of those Hogan assessments where their strengths have almost over-rotated now into becoming a weakness for them. That's such an interesting point. It, it causes me, what I love about this discussion, I'm like, oh my goodness, that reminds me of Scott O'Neill. He's the CEO of the 76ers and the New Jersey Devils. That's very where cool. He, oh my gosh, he, what an incredible guy. If you haven't listened to that episode, check it out because he talks about failures. He talks about like when he got fired from the New York Knicks. Um, <laughs> but he also talks about like he has a CEO group where he's, he is part of this group where he gets to like just throw ideas off and learn from other people. And what you've just described around, how do we make sure like we're not over indexing on maybe on empathy? Yeah. You need thought, you need a thought partner. You need somebody that is going to help you challenge the way you're thinking, but also like nudge you in the right direction or, or let you know when maybe you're not, think in the right way. And so the other concept for me and that I take away from, from the Scott O'Neill episode was this ability to ensure that you're having that second brain, someone to challenge your thinking and that you can learn from. Yeah. Do you know what? There's a massive theme there as well, as I listened to that, of, of courage and authenticity and vulnerability. And I did an episode with an amazing lady called Radhika Gupta. She's the CEO of Edelweiss Investment over in India, but she's known as the girl with the broken neck. And there's an incredible YouTube video which has had hundreds of thousands of views now because everything changed, uh, everything changed for her when she told the story during a leadership workshop of how that she was born with a broken neck and how she is the girl with the broken neck. It's an incredible story, but it was such a, a courageous story, a personal, authentic story. She gets reached out to people or from people all over the world, Spencer, just to connect with her. Not because she's the CEO and she was a very young CEO of a big investment company, but because she's known as the girl with the broken neck. And there's the commonality. Other people who are struggling or dealing with things have kind of had a bond with that. I love that. Um, if you haven't if you haven't listened to that episode or watched that video, um, I'm going to recommend you do that, right? Because there's, there's something that, that resonates with me and I'm going to share if this is okay. Uh, there was one episode I took a little bit of a chance, Adam, and okay. um, where I inter interviewed the COO of small things that make a big difference, right? The chief operating officer, who's my daughter, Ann Holt. Uh, <laughs> she, she's 17 years old. And, um, and I wanted to talk to her about her values. So when I asked Ann to do this episode of, around values and what that looks like in a 17 year old's eyes, yeah. her immediate reaction was like, dad, I don't want to do this. Like, I, <laughs> and, you know, so you don't want to like make somebody feel uncomfortable telling their story, especially if they're insecure. So I was like, okay, no pressure. I'm going to be the good parent and not, you know, bring it up again. Later that day she comes, she's like, okay, let's just do it. And then I'll try it. So she did amazing. And I sent this out. And it has one of, it's one of my most listened to podcasts. Wow. And all of a sudden people started listening to it. And I was like, Ann, have you sent this out to your friends? She's like, dad, are you joking me? I'm not going to send this down to my friend. But the lesson for me was people love to hear authenticity. They want to understand people's real stories and real lives. And that's why I go back, you know, the girl with a broken neck, right? That resonates. Yeah. It connects. My daughter at 17 years old, connected with the audience where I was getting emails saying, 
I loved listening to this. I had my daughter listen to this. I had my family listen to this. There's something about the spirit of not being afraid of our own story and using that to connect with others because it inspires people to say, I don't need to be ashamed of my story. I think that's an important lesson that I've taken away from this year. We've all got a story, haven't we? That's inspired me. Maybe I should ask my 17-year-old daughter as well, although I'm actually mildly frightened just by that concept alone. Yeah, the storytelling has been a big theme with a lot of the leaders that I've spoken to. I even spoke to Raghu Raman, another great educator over in India, and was a military officer with the Indian Army. And he tells, that episode that I did with him, he really focuses on the power of storytelling and he actually knows Radhika as well and, and about how storytelling can create that bond, that very personal bond between team members. And that's important, right? It, it's so important. What's funny is I'm going to, uh, here's a question for you. Is storytelling a capability or a skill? Well, I would put it down as a capability with a bit of skill thrown in. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so funny because I'm like, <laughs> I think the mechanics of it is skill. Yes. Um, but it's your ability to have the, the human capability of emotion and insight and, yes. in, you know, emotional intelligence that you apply to the skill that really brings that forward. And, um, Kamala Katbama on, on mine talks a little bit around like the importance of communication of a leader. Oh, you have Kamala. Kamala. Um, yeah. and and you're right. That is definitely like, as you think about your ability to articulate who you are or potentially a vision to your team, this element of storytelling and bringing the emotional intelligence to it, I don't think can be overstated and something I think we can all get better at. Yeah, no, I agree with you. You know, something else I want to go back to because you mentioned your 17 year old daughter. And I remember doing a, a, another great episode with Adam Kingle uh, about Generation Y and Excite the Cynical, we called it, because I think he was talking about the fact that by 2025, Spencer, get this, 75% of the workforce will be Gen Y. 75%. So how do we motivate and communicate and inspire that demographic? Yeah, you know, it, it, I, think, I think this is where understanding comes in because as I talk to this group, like I don't find them cynical at all. I find them- No, I don't. Incredibly intelligent. It, I find them incredibly inspiring. It brings me to my interview with Liz Wiseman, who wrote the book Multipliers, oh, wow. where, she, where she talks about every person is amazing. They have an inner genius. And it doesn't matter what age you are. As a leader, our responsibility today is about bringing out that inner genius. And I think if we approach any age demographic, including this one that you said is going to be so big, right, this Gen Y, I think if we approach it that way, it changes how we view every age demographic to say, there's something special inside. How do I pull that out? And then, you know, utilize that in what we're trying to do. Oh, wow. That must be an amazing episode, Liz Wiseman, because the book is, is leadership development guru kind of stuff. It's one of my, you know, when people ask me, you know, one of your favorite books, I'm like, this is one that you need to start with. It's foundational. If you haven't listened to this episode, you know, do it. She's, I think she's an incredible individual. And the book, it, it's a must read if you haven't read it. So what was the probably most powerful episode for you, if you could pick one? Ah, I know. So that's a tough question, isn't it? Fair. You know what? I'm going to cheat on this answer because um, as much as I've loved 
doing all the interviews. Cause like you, you learn so much. Oh, huge um, amounts. 10 years ago in October, my sister passed away. Um, yeah, I, was, I saw the LinkedIn post. I, I was really yes. sorry to read that. And, and, and so I decided to do an episode where I didn't interview my sister, obviously, but I shared the five lessons that I learned from her. I saw that. Yeah. And, and so it was probably one of my favorite episodes because it caused me to really just stop and reflect on the multiple experiences I had with her. And then to be able to articulate that and to see the amount of, you know, I was, you know, one thing you learned as a, as a, you know, doing these podcasts this year is people listen to connecting interviews. And this one got a lot of listens to, not because of the, I didn't interview anyone, but I think because of the authenticity behind it and the yeah. meaning behind it. And the so personal aspect. Told, yeah. And so that if I had to pick one, it's because of the reflection that it caused me to have in a someone who was really special to me that passed away. But then also, you know, a little bit, we go back to the beginning of this. Am I congruent with who I'm trying to become and yes. the lessons that she taught me? That's an incredibly vulnerable episode there. It, it is, but I'm now going to turn on you. Which one was your most impactful? Well, it's a tough one, isn't it? I probably shouldn't have started this particular debate because I, all of the guests have been amazing and, and it was so gracious of them just to spend some time chatting. And you're right, it gets a little bit addictive, doesn't it? Because every time you do one of these, you think, I'm learning loads. They're getting nothing from me. I have nothing wise to share. But they're just giving me all of this great, great information and great data. And, and so it's a commitment, but I'm finding it quite a, um, quite a special commitment because of that learning. So that's not me trying to, to deflect you. Um, I think, do you know what? I've liked so many for different reasons. There's, there's one that resonates because I think it took me to a place which is a more difficult place. And that was, especially as the world's gone bonkers, I had Dr. Randall Pinkett and Steve Mahaley on where we were talking about the seven components of racial equity. And he did a series of videos about difficult conversations with a black businessman. And there are some amazing videos from I think a former NFL player about difficult conversations with a black man. And I, I watched these and it was fascinating because it was about education and awareness. And people now started to have the conversations that maybe they'd never really had mm. and needed to have both on an individual and an organizational level. And I felt that that episode resonated with me because I felt I was learning and I was in some ways being courageous to be part of the conversation. Does that make sense? Oh, it, it does. And it, you, you know, it, you, all of a sudden you spark this, oh my gosh, how can I forget the interview I had with Terrence Powell? Terrence Powell, who is one of, you know, just one of my best friends is African-American. After the death of George Floyd, I remember calling Terrence and saying, Terrence, you're one of my best friends and I don't even know how to bring this up. And it all of a sudden caused a, a, another level of conversation with someone who I thought I know really well for us to open up around how do you start to deal with this very sensitive issue, but to do it in an authentic way that starts to what, what you've just described as creates understanding and awareness. And that has caused me, you know, even in there, it caused me to go to a solidarity um, meeting where community members came. I brought my family. I'd never gone to one before. Yeah. Um, all because I think this heightened sense of awareness around it, it's not okay to not know anymore. 
and it's not okay to not be curious. And in order to learn, you got to do some things that are different. And I think that for me has been such a lesson um, in 2020 that I am for sure going to take into 2021. I think that that might be behind why we're doing this with the podcast is that we've become insatiably curious. Maybe you always were. Maybe I was. I don't know. Maybe that's the old detective in me. But insatiable curiosity every time I'm doing one of these interviews. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the other thing that's interesting, uh, I, I mentioned Scott O'Neill. Here's, here's, I'm going to tell you one of the powerful things about what happens when you're curious and you create networks. Um, all of a sudden you start to align with different individual where you think, oh my gosh, we've got a lot in common. And, and from this interview I did with Scott, it then led on to some other things where he was like, hey, we're doing a like teen homelessness, raise awareness and, and fundraise some money. That ended us up, us sleeping in his backyard outside in sleeping bags, raising money. And, and I think the one thing that I take away from that is you're going to get shocked into different experiences but it's the power of networking and the power of creating relationships that help you evolve as a person. And I think that's the other thing for me I've really appreciated about this year doing these podcasts is because of the connections I've had with 25 or more people, I feel like I'm evolving. I feel like I'm becoming a better person because of listening and learning from others. Now, that's what I mean by the slightly addictive nature of of doing this podcast, which I know, you, you know, almost we're, we're going through a shared experience. And that reminds me of the episode I did with Joe Fredericks, who, who's colleague with me at PCA, talking about multiply your leadership. And the question is, am I enough? As an individual leader, am I enough? And how do I, how do I radiate through an organization? How do I multiply my leadership through others so that if I wasn't there, that business department division continues to thrive, grow sustainably, it doesn't need me there. Multiply mm-hmm. your leadership. I like that. The power of legacy, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, what, when I'm gone, what stays and what continues to thrive? That's so great. Let me ask you a, a question. And like you, I've always tried to say well, these podcasts could go forever, but then people would stop listening. So, uh, you know, it's almost like, how do you do, get the right amount of time? But is there somebody on your podcast you haven't had on yet that you hope to have on? Um, that's a great question. So I'm just trying to schedule Oprah, but she's a little busy right now. Uh, (laughs) That would be a great conversation. Oh boy. Could I be on that one? (laughs) Maybe if we both ask, (laughs) that will happen. I got to tell you, I would love uh, Barack Obama. I would Uh, love to have a conversation with Barack Obama, which reminds me, I did one episode with John Amici and John Amici is a psychologist here, but he's a former NBA player. And totally. I interviewed him for my books. I went over to his place in London. And when I walked in, the first thing I see is this photo of him and Barack Obama. Uh, and I just looked at it. I went, that is so cool. That is just such a cool photo. So maybe Barack Obama would, would springs to mind as someone who would be, I just think that, that is a podcast that I would just let roll and roll and roll. And then he'd oh, be very yeah. bored after seven hours. But Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I you know, it's, it's funny, even as I ask that question, it, the, here's the other insight I'm going to have for you, is there are like these big names of leaders that we love, that we'd love to get on the show because they're really cool. I think the other thing that I've learned in this podcast or doing this is that there are so many people that 
um, that don't that have not written a book or that not have been a president or something that have just as powerful insights. Yes. And it's this concept of, and there are so many people that you can learn from if you just pause and listen. Everyone's and got a story. Everyone's got a story. And everyone, if you listen and ask the right question, will have a principle that you can apply. And that's, I think that's the other thing where I'm, I've, I've just been such a fan of. That's probably why the episode you did with your daughter was such a hit because it was so authentic. She had a story. She had something to say yeah, and, it was, I, and it was compelling. But let me ask you the same question. Who, who, are, who do you want next year as a guest? You know what? So there's, I'm, I'm a big, big book reader. And uh, a book that I have often referenced is um, by Benjamin Hardy, Willpower Doesn't Work. He talks about the power of environment and how environments shape who you become whether that's physical, whether, you know, virtual, where you work or the friends you're associating yourselves with, his research has been so influential to me. I would love to just talk to him a little bit more and have him share his insights. That would be um, somebody that I would love to um, have on. Do you know what? Next year could be a lot of fun. If you think about it, our podcast, I think they go out weekly, don't they? Yours go out weekly as well. They sh I sure try almost every week because it's, you know, <laughs> as you have all these other responsibilities, you're like, I've got them. And, and so, yes, but I think we're on, a, we're on a pretty good rhythm. I think we're on a good rhythm. And in, and in some ways it feeds that insatiable appetite and curiosity to learn where we get to talk to really cool people. Let's just say they don't have to be people that are well-known. They're people who, are, everyone's got a story, everyone's got a personal story, and it's trying to put out the learning from that, which we can share. Juan, here, you know, listen, I always love to kind of give our listeners a little challenge. I would actually love to do this. If you're listening today and you think of somebody that you're like, oh my gosh, they need to listen to these two podcasts, share it with them, right? I mean, the power of podcasting is, A, we're going to learn a ton, but it's also like getting feedback to say what resonates with people and what do you want to hear more of? And so it's almost like this, hey, if you're listening, we'd also love to hear from you. What are you interested in? And what sort of topics would you love us to explore? Because that, I think, is also one of the things I'm trying to get better at is saying, what's relevant today? And how do we help people sort through it? Well, I think that's a great open request for feedback. So people, let us know what is it that we should be focusing on? Who should we be talking to? And how do we close the gap? I love that. I love that, my friend. So Adam, I'm going to, you know, in the spirit of kind of wrapping up and uh, in the spirit of small things do make a big difference. If you had to articulate one thing that you're going to do moving into 2021 that you've learned from your podcasts and all these different conversations, what, what is one thing you're going to do that's different? I, I think for me, it's got to be gratitude. I think a combination of speaking to all of these amazing people, plus the experience, the shared experience of this global pandemic. I think I've taken a number of things for granted, which I probably shouldn't have done. And I lost my mum this year as well. And, and so I still have my dad with me, but I think I just need to be more grateful on a more regular basis for the amazing family I have, for the amazing friends I have, for the health I have. And when you're in that go, go, go mode, I think it's really easy just to forget it. Not forget it, but it, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's, first of all, um, my condolences uh, about your mother. Uh, and, thank you, my friend. And, 
and I think what a great thing for us all to think about, right? Is this, you know, can we be a little bit more grateful for what we do have? Yes. Um, I love that. Well said. But, and you, I have to ask that question too. You know, I, I'm, as I kind of think about all of these different things, one of, you know, I always talk about purpose and, Mm -hmm. you know, my purpose is, you know, I've kind of refined it over the years, but it's to develop myself, develop my family, and then to help develop the world. And, you know, if I can do those things through my values of honest, hard work, learning, service, and having fun, that helps me better. And so if I think about like, what have I learned this year that I'm going to take into 2021, it's this, this concept of how do we, how can I um, help see the greatness in individuals and how do we help individuals feel confident in themselves? I think in a, in, in a, in a world of social isolation today and all the news, the one thing I hear more and more about is just people feeling that they're getting batted down. And I'm like, oh my gosh, each person, you are incredibly talented. And how can we bring that out? And I think that that is a focus that I'm, that I'm going to work on through my own actions, whether that's what I'm doing in my day job or how I'm um, setting up these podcasts and who we're bringing on to interview. That, sorry, that was a long answer, but um, something I've been reflective about. I was just about to say these are good reflections, aren't they? In some ways, the whole thing has been quite cathartic. So we have our, our work cut out for us and some hefty challenges individually and collectively for 2021. But I'm looking forward to 2021. Wow, this has been kind of fun, right? Putting our heads together. Adam Pacifico, this has been, to your point, this has been like a therapy session for me <laughs> and a really kind of trip down memory lane. So, A, thank you. And uh, an amazing thank you to everyone that's listening. We, um, what a fun journey. So look out for and listen to Small Things Make a Big Difference with Spencer Holt in 2021. And the Leadership Enigma by Adam Pacifico in 2021. It'll change your life. Uh, Doesn't get any better than that. Thank you, my friend. (laughs) Have a great holiday season. Join us again next week for more essential insights on the Leadership Enigma. We'd love to hear your comments on today's show, as well as suggestions for future topics and guests. Get in touch with your host on LinkedIn or via our website, www.pca-global.com. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening.